one. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to the Fountain of True Eternal Health podcast, a podcast about nutrition, health, wellness, and that healthy lifestyle. I am so honored today that I'm speaking with Dr. Sachin Patel. And for those of you who don't know him, he's a father, he's a husband, he's an amazing coach, he's a philanthropist, he's an international speaker. So unless you haven't heard about him, I don't know, maybe you've been out in outer space or somewhere because he certainly is a very well-known international speaker. He empowers through education, through self-care and mind a mindset remapping, that's what he calls it. He is the founder of the Living Proof Institute. And I know having listened to him and having attended some of his um, workshops that his philosophy is that the doctor of the future is the patient. He's also an influencer with a stellar reputation and he is a self-proclaimed shareaholic. He wants to share his wisdom. He's the man that expands paradigms. He shares his magic and wisdom and he's always out there. He knows all the cutting new information cutting edge new information. And he also, above all else, mentors doctors that seek his advice on nutrition. So Dr. Patel, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Simone, that was a lovely introduction. I appreciate that. And uh, it's really interesting having somebody else say all those things about you. I, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm, I'm blushing, at least on the inside. So thank you for that. No, you really are that great. And uh, I actually look up to you. I'm a holistic nutritionist myself, and I've been listening to you and I've been seeing how you share your wisdom. So um, I thought, you know what, I absolutely have to have him on my podcast. So I know that you were working in Ohio as a chiropractor in one of the state's top clinics, and you were helping elite athletes um, and your practice was thriving. Why did you transition to functional medicine, Dr. Patel? You know, Functional medicine actually found me. I wasn't looking for it. And once it found me and it showed me what it needed to, I, there was no way you could go back. You know, a mind once expanded can't shrink back to where it was prior to that. So how it all started actually was, I was on the news uh, for a story about elbow pain. And I feel like I've told this story so many times, but it's important for people to understand that this was not necessarily my calling. And, and I share this because you might be doing something right now that you feel like is your calling, but there might be something greater on the other side of a fence waiting for you. So uh, this is how this all transpired. The universe would have it this way. I was working in a sports clinic. We were treating some of the top athletes in our community around the world, uh, professional athletes, Olympic athletes, medalists, and things like that. And we did a great uh, job on a lady's elbow who had tennis elbow and who had tried to see you know, multiple practitioners and other healers and got relief at our clinic. So one of our patients worked for the news. She said, hey, this would be a great story. Offered the role to my, at that time, employer who refused because she had frozen on live television prior to that. And she said, no, you do it. And I'm like, okay, so here I am two years out of practice and you know, thinking, okay, this is gonna be a big boost in our clinic and it's gonna you know, really put, put us on the map. And it, you know, I saw it as a great opportunity, but when the air story ran, I still remember this, we had so many people calling the office and as people started coming in you know, from this news, this, uh, news story, only one person had, had elbow pain and her elbow pain was caused by rheumatoid arthritis, not by her actual like tennis elbow or golfer's elbow injury. The people that were coming in to see us like golf or tennis would be a dream for them because they're in so much pain or discomfort. So we started getting all these really chronically ill patients coming in. And what I realized after interviewing these people, you know, as a soft tissue specialist, I really didn't have much more than soft tissue therapies to offer them, which were, you know, not really relevant because there, some of them were in so much pain, you couldn't even, you know, put your hand on them. And so I started, uh, you know, realizing that, hey, I can't help these people. But when I started to figure out where to refer them to, I realized nobody else could help them either. 
And around the same time, you know, I started my wife who at the time, who at the time was, was a pharmacist and still is, uh, she would, you know, I would go to her and say, what, what, what do these people need? And she's like, they've already tried every drug. They've already been to every specialist. So mm-hmm. now we need to learn something new to help these people. And around the same time, I started getting emails from my now mentor, Dr. Ron Grisanti, who was describing case studies of people who were presenting this way in my office and actually helping them. And then I found out he was a chiropractor and I'm like, Hey, wait a minute, how can chiropractors do this? But I realized it's actually within our scope of practice to practice functional medicine and to do you know, uh, uh, investigative testing on patients that looks for, you know, function versus disease, you know, as chiropractors, we're trained to celebrate the function of the body, not necessarily wait for it to be diseased and then try to fix it. You know, chiropractic, in fact, is actually a lifestyle. It's not a therapy. And so the mistake is that people think that chiropractic is an adjustment, but chiropractic is actually what happens when you leave the office, because that's the other part of chiropractic that most people are missing. So I realized that our practice was missing that. And I realized that there was so much opportunity to help the existing patients that we were seeing because they were coming to see us for soft tissue issues because we never got deep with their non tissue issues. And so once I learned this information, uh, you know, my mind was blown. I started practicing it on myself, learned a few things about myself and my digestion and my immune system that uh, have helped me and also helped my family. And it's, it's been amazing the benefits that I've personally received. And that's why I want to share this with the world and, and show people what's possible when you apply, you know, self-care and knowledge, right? It's not just caring about yourself, but it's, it's knowing what to do and, uh, and having then accountability and mentorship to take action, you know, on that knowledge. So that's what we try to do now. And, and, uh, you know, over the years, our message has kind of evolved and, you know, I could talk, you know, this is a seven to eight year journey for me, so I could talk about it forever. But, you know, that gives people, I think, a little bit of highlight of my background. Yes. And having listened to you, I actually was, uh, it was so great to hear that you, you take it all down to the importance of a healthy digestive system and how important it is to health. And I'm talking about overall health, not necessarily just for digestive health. So, you also talked a lot about software, software update. Tell the listeners about that because I found it fascinating, fascinating and so informative. What does software encapsulate and what, what does it do to, to health, overall health? Sure, that's a, that's a great question. And, and I, love, I love this uh, question, in fact. So, uh, you know, think about your computer or your phone. And your computer is made up of two things. It's made up of the physical things, which are the hardware, and then it's made up of the invisible things, which is the software, right? You can't see software. You use software and you tell software what to do. Uh, You actually, the software tells, you you tell the software what to do, then the software tells the hardware what to do. Okay. So our bodies are kind of the same way. We have this software, which, you know, we can call our genetics uh, in combination with our environment. So our genetics and our epigenetics and also our brain, then the way our brain interfaces with our environment creates a software in our body, right? So when we have a certain emotion, there's a corresponding, you know, uh, biochemical reaction that corresponds with that emotion. And that's why that's essentially how our bodies work. So it's this software interface that occurs with the hardware. And so our current medical model is really stuck in the hardware model because we can see it, we can feel it, we can touch it, right? Uh, Think about a computer. I could sell you something that I tell you is a brand new computer. And it's, if it's got all the hardware and it looks brand new, you're going to buy it. But what if you take it home and there's no software on it, right? Or the software is corrupted. Now the hardware can't work properly. So most people, uh, unfortunately, this day and age, their software is corrupted. Okay. And, but what they do is they blame the hardware. So our medical system, for example, 
will blame your liver for a liver problem, or it'll blame your immune system for an immune system problem. When in fact, you know, these systems uh, are actually responding to the software that we're putting out, uh, that we're putting into our body. So our environment, our experiences, our value system interfaces with our brain, that emotion that's triggered as a result of that then creates a corresponding uh, chemistry. And then that chemistry tells the body if we're in a state of repair and regeneration, or if we're in a state of, uh, you know, catabolism, which is breaking things down. And so what happens is most people are stuck in a catabolic state. They're stuck in a stressed out state. And so their body is actually uh, breaking things down. And instead of regenerating, repairing, and reproducing, the body is breaking down. And so if we're stuck in that type of physiology too long, the hardware is eventually going to break down. The hardware is not going to work the way it's supposed to. So, but we don't blame the hardware. We, bring, we blame the software, the emotions that created the chemistry, that created the signaling that then told the hardware exactly what to do. And so, you know, our medical system is stuck in the hardware side of things. So that's why people get blood work. That's why people get, you know, scans. That's why they get MRIs because we want to see what the hardware is doing. But you know, taking an x-ray of a computer doesn't tell you how well the software works on the computer. You actually have to use it and somebody has to teach you how to use it. Otherwise, uh, it can be very confusing. And, and so we like to educate patients on how to rewire and remap and reprogram that software because it's way faster than fixing the hardware. So for example, if I change how you think, I can do that in a moment, right? I but if I'm trying to fix your liver, then that might take six months. But if I change the software, the liver starts repairing better. It starts repairing faster. So that six months can now be maybe down to six days or six weeks, but certainly not six months because now the software is also working uh, you know, to, to tell the hardware what to do and how to heal and how to repair and how to regenerate. So that's really uh, the trillion dollar secret, right? You know, it's, it's so much more cost effective to change somebody's software than to change their hardware. And here's the thing with software is that you really only have to update it once, right? So if Mac comes out with a new operating system software, I don't update it every day, right? I don't keep updating That's it right. uh, because it's not going to make a difference because I have the latest version. So you have to have the latest version, right? And as our economies change, as our uh, information and knowledge changes, you have to be willing to upgrade that software. You can't be stuck in software from 10 years ago or 30 years ago, like some people are. Um, and so there has to be an update but you don't have to constantly keep updating, right? So you can see dramatic changes like the phone, if you update, it works better immediately, right? Not a week from now, right? Not six weeks from now, it works better immediately. And so if we can reprogram and remap people's software, then everything starts working better and everything starts working better in that moment, not some moment in the arbitrary future. What an amazing way to articulate it. <clears throat> Thank you so much for giving the listeners actually an idea of how it works because I think people can connect so much better with how their devices work and what they need to do to make sure that they stay working properly and optimally uh, 100%. And it's so great that you are able to show them that actually the body works in exactly the same manner. And once supported and once being able to um, constantly make sure that you go foundationally at what's necessary. And I know that Dr. Lipton talked about this as well. Mm -hmm. Dr. Bruce Lipton, he talked about epigenetics and how that actually is, interfaces with, uh, with physical health. So it's so important that people get an idea of exactly what they can do at this juncture to make sure that they can regain or reclaim their health or be able to, to get on that path to wellness that everybody wants to be on. So, so thank you so much. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So I'll, uh, 
I'll highlight it with this like maybe 60 to 120 second uh, story or understanding of, of really, this is how you fix people. Okay. So this is, this is like the secret sauce. Uh, I want everyone listening to this to have this secret sauce. And if you have this understanding, then you can see why in our practice, we get such great results. And I know someone why you get such great results because you're applying uh, essentially this technology. So if you're listening to this and you've got a pen, write this down, where you send flow is where you send function. So if I want to increase the function of my liver or increase the function of my kidneys or increase the function of my digestive system, I have to uh, coordinate blood flow and prioritize blood flow to those organs. Would you agree with that, Simone? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. So just like on my, on my phone, you know, if I'm using a certain app and it's drawing a lot of resources, I've got to send more power to that app, right? I've got to devote more energy to that app. So where we send flow is where we send function. So now the question becomes, uh, how do I send more blood flow to these organ systems, right? That would be the next logical question. And what governs uh, where I send blood flow? So what determines, what are the deterministic factors that determine where my blood is going in my body and how much blood is going to each of these locations? Well, that's actually a part of your body called the autonomic nervous system. And the autonomic nervous system is basically, you know, just that it's automatic, right? But it's Mm -hmm. not automatic because we can actually control it. So here's how our central nervous system works in a very high level nutshell. So all of our sensory inputs come in, right? So our five, some people will say six senses come in into our part of our brain called the amygdala. The amygdala is a decision-making engine. So it basically decides based on your values, your beliefs and past experiences, it has to decide is the current stimulus or environment that I'm in or experiencing something that's stressful or something that is not stressful and non-threatening. And so that decision-making engine happens unconsciously because it's part of the reptilian brain, not part of the you know, neocortex or the new brain. And so what ends up happening is that part of our brain makes a decision. If we're programmed to have a stress response to that situation, then guess what? We're immediately going to produce a catabolic, sympathetic, dominant response. And our body's going to go into a state of fight or flight. And then about a couple seconds later, the neocortex understands what's actually happening. So let's, let me use an example. If a lion walked into this room right now, I would, based on my beliefs, my values, and my experiences, I would probably, you know, go immediately into fight or flight state. If a two-year-old was in the room, they'd probably walk towards a lion. Same environment, different values, different belief system, and, you know, and different understanding of the situation. So they're not going to have a stress response, whereas we're going to have a stress response. So first and foremost, our interpretation of our environment is critical in determining whether we have a stress response. Now, what happens when we have a stress response? Our body goes into a state of fight or flight. Fight or flight means we need to send blood from you know, the internal organs to the arms and legs, because if we're going to run away or fight, we're going to need flow. We're going to need function in those systems in our body. And digesting our meal is not going to save our life. So we shut that function off. Now, here's the thing that blood has to come from somewhere because you can't make new blood. You've got to shunt it. You've got to take it away from all the organs in the trunk and you've got to send it to the arms and legs because we're prioritizing survival. Now, here's what happens to most people. They have a broken limbic system. So they're constantly being triggered at a uh, unconscious level, right? Uh, Because if we think about the stressor and we try to talk ourselves off the edge, then guess what? We're responding. We're reacting. In fact, it's like starting a fire and then trying to put the fire out. And then all we do is we develop a better fire extinguisher instead of not starting the fire in the first place. So people use yoga, meditation, and all these things. They use it as a fire extinguisher instead of using them as a tool to build. 
So that's important to understand as well. So what happens is now uh, people are staying in this constantly stressed out state. They're not sending blood flow to their kidneys and liver, or it's not as much. So at rest, at, in a parasympathetic state, we have a 50% of our blood flow goes to our liver and our kidneys, which is a huge amount. When we're in fight or flight, only 5%. So we immediately have a 90% reduction in function. Okay. So which means that if I put somebody on a detox protocol, but they're in stress all the time and I'm not sending, you know, I'm not sending blood flow to this organ, of course, it's not going to heal properly. So the key is we got to figure out, okay, what's the opposite of that? Well, the opposite of that is the parasympathetic nervous system. And so if I can activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the easiest thing in the world to do, and I'll tell you what to do in a second, if I can activate that system, then I have the exact opposite response. I take blood from the arms and legs, which where I don't need them anymore because I'm not in a, a fight or flight state and I send it to the trunk organs. So I send it to my digestive system. I send it to my liver. I send it to my kidneys. I send it to my reproductive organs. I send it to my spleen. You know, so all my organs are now getting blood flow, which means they're healing, repairing, regenerating, carrying out function. And so that's the thing that we need to switch. We need to get people to switch from sympathetic dominant to parasympathetic dominant. Now, the most uh, effective way to do that physically, okay, there's two solutions to this. One is physical, one, one is emotional. So the physical way to do that is to do deep breathing. And this is why every ancient form of healthcare uh, involves breath as part of the solution. So if you think about... Uh, Ayurvedic medicine, if you, you know, we call it prana. If you think about in Chinese medicine, we call it chi. You know, so, so every form of ancient medicine has energy involved with the breath. And so when we breathe, we actually activate a nerve, our 10th cranial nerve. We have a, a pair of them called the vagus nerve. Vagus means wanderer. And so literally this nerve travels from our brainstem and all the way through our trunk organs and creates a communication superhighway. So it's a motor highway. It's a sensory highway. It's an information highway. And so there's this back and forth communication between the trunk organs uh, and that vagus nerve. And so when we stimulate the vagus nerve, we stimulate healing, regeneration, repair. And the best way to do it actively is through, is actually breathing. Okay. So we can bring people into a parasympathetic state and promote a healing state just by shifting their breath. Now, the other way to do it, and that's one way, we can also have people gargle, we can have people chant, we can have people hum, like try humming and being mad. It's almost impossible, right? So um, you, we start getting people into that parasympathetic state by regulating their breath. And what's simpler than, than doing that? And I just showed you a way to heal the immune system, the digestive system, the detoxification system, the reproductive system, the cardiovascular system, you know, the brain, everything, essentially every system in your body goes into a state of healing and repair and regeneration immediately. Okay. Not a week from now, not three weeks from now, but immediately. So once we can get people regulating their breath, the next thing we want to do is get them regulating their emotions. And so sometimes we have to fix, you know, problems at an unconscious level instead of at a conscious level. And so when we're trying to fix something at a conscious level, we can talk about it. We can discuss it. We can say, you know, I, I know I need to change this. I know, I, I know this is something that I need to do differently. And uh, essentially what ends up happening is is you're speaking about it consciously, but you're not doing anything about it unconsciously. So the pattern keeps repeating itself because we are victims of our unconscious mind or victors as a result of our unconscious mind. So what's buried in that unconscious mind oftentimes needs to be reprogrammed and you can't do that in a conscious state. So we recommend things like hypnotherapy because now we can get rid of the conscious mind, which is usually interfering with this you know, process. And we can go into the unconscious or subconscious mind and pluck out the experiences that are causing the brain to be reactive instead of responsive in situations. And then we completely change somebody's physiology now. And then we teach them how to regulate it so they can turn healing on at any moment that they want.
That is so fascinating. And I'm so glad that you actually brought that to the audience because I know that it, it brings us back to the reason why so many people recommend, let's say, meditation. So that mm-hmm. you can go at that foundational level of being able to reprogram all the conditioning that we go through, I guess, in our experience here uh, throughout time. So certainly the way that we approach it always has to be, as you just uh, demonstrated and, and you discussed foundationally, by doing that reprogramming. But let's shift now to, let's say, the physical. Uh, As a functional medicine practitioner, what product would you say or would you recommend? Which product would you say that uh, encapsulates functional medicine as a whole? What what can people actually turn to that would give them, once they've addressed that component you just discussed, that would give them um, the vitality and the health in their body? Yeah, so here, here's the thing. Anything that assists in the shift of our autonomic nervous system from a sympathetic dominant state to a parasympathetic dominant, or not dominant, but balanced state, is going to help with healing every system and every organ. So, you know, in the last year and a half or so, I've been using medicinal mushrooms in our office, uh, specifically reishi mushroom. And we've seen some amazing transformations in our patients. And one of the first things they tell us when they start consuming reishi is they feel more relaxed. They feel like they're getting a deeper sleep. They feel more rejuvenated when they wake up in the morning. They're feeling like they're dragging less. They feel more balanced throughout the day, emotionally, but also physically uh, as well. So, you know, when we know that when that shift takes place, then people's physiology is starting to change. And, and usually a physiological change is coming from a shift to somebody going into a more uh, parasympathetic uh, balanced state. And, so what we call reishi jokingly is, uh, you know, functional medicine in a capsule. Like it does so much. It does so much for the brain. It does so much for the liver. It does so much for the kidneys. It does so much for uh, reproductive health and skin health. I mean, everything that we try to help our patients with, there isn't a single condition that we've come across, at least in our practice, that reishi wouldn't have been beneficial for. And, and basically because it creates that shift in physiology, as I spoke about earlier, it changes where we're sending blood flow. And when we change where we send blood flow, we change the healing patterns in the body. And of course, most people's issues are in the trunk. So if we're sending more blood flow to the trunk, then every issue that that person has is going to start, you know, improving and moving in the right direction very quickly. And what I love about, you know, uh, reishi is that it can be put into things that we drink every day. For example, you know, I use a five mushroom blend and I also use a coffee that has reishi in it because I'm putting health into a habit that I have. So wonderful. Thank you so much for bringing this. And I know I've actually spoken with uh, other practitioners of traditional Chinese medicine and everybody across the board. And what I love about traditional Chinese medicine is that what they've done actually is they've studied health on uh, live organisms. I know traditionally in the Western world, most of uh, health and science has been studied on cadavers. So we weren't able to see exactly how something live affects the live organism. Mm. So I'm so glad that you brought this. And this has been such the latest and the greatest things. And in my studies as a holistic uh, nutritionist, I know that reishi actually helps with so many things, liver dysfunction, and that includes chronic hepatitis, arthritis, kidney dysfunction. And I know that the liver and the kidneys are uh, the, the most primary detoxification organs in the body. It also helps with high blood pressure or hypertension, as we refer to it, with cholesterol, uh, bronchitis, so anything related to lung health, uh, gastric ulcers, um, immunity, diabetes, uh, cancer even. And I know that that's one of the, the most prominent chronic diseases um, here in, in North America. So 
so, so important that people uh, have access to this. And it's so great that as of late, it's been introduced and is now part of so many um, things like the beverages that you just discussed. And these are the kind of things that people typically start their days with. So coffee, for example, I know athletes use coffee to, um, to be able to start their workouts. So very important to be able to get this nutritional aspect as part of it. And a lot of people that drink tea, on the other hand, are able to get this nutritional aspect as part of uh, something that they associate with uh, something relaxing. So to add that particular advantage to the body is so incredible. So in your, in your practice, you, you just said people get a fast response to this particular uh, mushroom, right? To the reishi. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. Well, uh, you know, we, because we, we view this as a software upgrade, that was, that was part of like trying to decode how to describe to people how this product works. And so what we realized in our studies of reishi itself, you know, it's been used for over 2,500 years medicinally. And in fact, in China, it's revered. It's, a na it's considered a national treasure. So, you know, it's, it's not a mushroom that we should take lightly. And it's beautiful. It's gorgeous, bright red color. And you can see it, it almost looks like an alien spaceship, if you will. Like if an alien spaceship were to spring up out of a log, that's what it would look like. And so you, it's, it's almost got this out of this world, you know, type of appearance to it. And it, it's really fascinating when you look at it, it's almost like meditative. And I've seen reishi growing uh, here in Ontario, actually, it's, it's Ganoderma suge, so a slightly different species than uh, what we consume, which is Ganoderma lucidum. But it was really interesting to see it growing and you come back the next day and it's getting bigger and you come back the next day and it's, you know, it's really got a life of its own. So extremely beautiful uh, you know, fungus. And one of the things that, that I love about reishi is that people feel better almost instantly when they start using it because we're giving them a, a software upgrade. We're changing their consciousness. That's the other thing. Reishi is also known as the mushroom of spiritual potency. So people's spirituality uh, and their consciousness is also raised. It's a really fascinating shift that takes place in people's energy. So the software upgrade that they get has profound benefits to them personally. Uh, they start seeing some amazing changes physically, uh, and they also start seeing some changes, you know, physiologically as well. So people, you know, their blood pressure starts to normalize. We start seeing sleep improve, and we know if somebody's sleep improves, and guess what, everything improves um, because you know now their circadian rhythm is functioning the way it's supposed to. So. If we can control our parasympathetic tone, and if we can control our circadian rhythm, I mean, there's pretty much uh, nothing more that you could do to, to be healthy. I mean, if you're doing those two things, regulating your sleep and wake cycle and controlling your parasympathetic tone, then you're going to live a pretty healthy life. But most people don't even know that that's something that they need to work on. They don't emphasize it because it doesn't cost anything. So, mm -hmm. And it's so easy to do that it's easy not to do, right? And, and of course, everyone's trying to tell them something else. Like there's over 70,000 diagnosable diseases out there in the, in the manuals, right? In the diagnostic manuals. When are we ever going to fix any of those, right? Like the solution isn't to complicate things. The solution is to simplify things. So I would rather use in my practice, I would rather use one product that does so many things instead of having people take 10 products that are, you know, trying to attack this from a hardware perspective, you know? So for us, it's really all about let's shift the software in the body. Let's upgrade it. Let's shift your parasympathetic tone. Let's then immediately start shifting how you heal and how you repair and how you regenerate, how you sleep and how you, and then let's get you making lifestyle changes that regulate your circadian rhythm. And guess what? You're going to be in pretty darn good shape if you do that. 
Oh, 100%. I'm so glad that you actually uh, articulated that because I want people to understand the wisdom of nature. There's a synergy in nature and in the natural products that are available for all of us to use. And I'm, I was not even aware that it's actually available here in Ontario, which is great news. Um, so the synergy of nature can't be isolated. It can't be duplicated. So how is it captured in this product? How is it captured in the um, what you're referring to, like the reishi mushroom and the way that you recommend it to your patients or it, whether it's in supplement uh, form or whether it's just part of the, the beverages that you're referring to. How is this wisdom of nature from, from your perspective, the wisdom of nature, how is it encapsulated in this product so that it can actually help people? Because I think it ties very uh, closely to what you said earlier when we got started on this podcast that uh, wherever we send energy, wherever we send attention, that's actually where the healing starts to happen. As long as the body is supported, it knows how to heal itself, right? Absolutely. So, so here, here's what I'll say uh, about mushrooms in general. You know, mushrooms share 50% of our DNA. They breathe oxygen just like we do. They have externalized their organs, where we humans have internalized our organs. We come from the same uh, original kingdom, and then the kingdom split. Uh, and so we actually are 50% mushroom. And that's why our brain looks like a mushroom, our liver looks like reishi, our kidneys look like reishi if you turn it on its side. And, and so, you know, our organs are very similar, you know, to, uh, to, to the mushroom kingdom. And mushrooms, because they breathe oxygen, just like we do, have to create resilience to the same types of bacteria and viruses that we do. And that's why their, immune, their own immune systems are essentially, I have to create identical solutions to our immune system. So I can give somebody mushrooms, install that software into them. And guess what? They're going to have immediate benefits from it. That's why mushrooms are so great for immune health, because they are also part of the immune system of the forest. So there's three parts to a mushroom. There's the spore. The spore is basically the reproductive organ. It's the egg, if you will. And the spore is usually encapsulated, particularly in reishi, it's encapsulated in a very tough shell. In fact, reishi has two really tough shells. And so you want to make sure the company that you use opens up the shell wall and it does it in a safe way that preserves the nutrients that are in the spore because the spore is designed to go through you and that's how the mushroom propagates. So spores aren't designed to go inside of our bodies. So they, you know, this company's created a specific way to open up those spores so that we can get the nutrition out of that, but also more importantly, get the software out of it. Because remember the spore contains all the information for the mushroom to grow. The next part of the mushroom is the mycelium. The mycelium is the underground root network that can that basically uh, coordinates and collaborates and shares resources with the entire forest. So the mycelium is this underground, like very thin webby, like, you know, material, and it sends information across the forest and really fascinating because uh, it acts as a nervous system, immune system, digestive system, and lungs of the forest. So guess what? The mycelium, if you take it in a powder format can help those systems because if it's doing it in nature and we're essentially a fractal, uh, a higher vibrating fractal of, of mother nature, then guess what? Like it's going to do the same thing in us. It has the same information that it's got to create. Um, and in fact, it, it's doing exactly what our bodies are doing, right? Breathing in oxygen, breathing out carbon dioxide and, uh, and developing resilience to the elements, right? So that's why these mushrooms can do these things, right? Mushrooms are digesting, you know, dying matter. Mushrooms are detoxifying the forest. So that's the next step. So when the conditions are right, when there's adequate sunlight, water, a drop in temperature, and adequate uh, oxygen ratios, then what happens is the mycelium rises and starts decomposing 
hydrocarbons into carbohydrates. And so essentially it creates a transformation of the materials around it and creates a, a, a fruiting body, which is what we describe as a mushroom. And that mushroom essentially takes something that's toxic to the forest and turns it into medicine for human beings. So we know that its consciousness has risen, right? Its complexity has risen. Its spiritual component has, has risen in terms of it's been upgraded in the kingdom of the world. And so really fascinating transformation that takes place, like dying matter turns into medicine. How cool is that? And so uh, the liver and the kidneys look almost identical to reishi. So if you look at an anatomical drawing of the liver and kidneys, they're almost identical to each other. So just like the reishi detoxifies, the fruiting body detoxifies, when people consume the fruiting body, the Ganoderma lucidum, then they're going to get the detoxifying benefits because, again, it does it for the forest, which means it does it for us. That's amazing. And actually, it's so true. Now that you think about it, if you're going to be looking at the visual, these mushrooms uh, represent um, the same anatomical structure, as you said, mm -hmm. uh, of our kidneys, one of the most prevalent detoxification uh, organs in the body. Same thing with the liver, as you said, same thing with the lungs, as you said. So it's so fascinating that nature offers us everything that we need and the body accepts it readily to be able to work with it and the nutritional value that we get out of the reishi mushroom to be able to help us to improve our health to to help us detoxify and to help us address some of the chronic diseases that are so prevalent out there um, i feel like we've just hit on the highest possible truth of nature so thank you so much dr patel <clears throat> so important that the listeners know how many things they have available to them out there. Um, so I'm wondering, to leave, what would you leave the listeners with? What should people do, let's say when they're low on time? Clearly, the reishi mushroom is so beneficial, so important um, to integrate into their nutritional habits. What can they do to use it to get better faster? How do you approach it with your patients? Yeah, we prescribe it. So for our clients that come in and see us, even the doctors, like 150 of my patients are actually doctors. Mm -hmm. And uh, so our practice works with a lot of healthcare providers and, and you know, many of them drink coffee. So we prescribe this coffee to them. Hey, you can drink no coffee or you can drink coffee with reishi in it. And people love it because we put this amazing potent, you know, spore or, or fruiting body into something that people are already doing. We put health into the habit. And now patients love it because they can feel really good about what they're drinking in the morning. And they also feel good, you know, literally feel good drinking it. And, and so it's such an easy habit change for people. It's a habit upgrade. We're not changing the habit. We're upgrading the habit. That's really well said, actually. Absolutely. And the same thing I'm assuming would work for athletes and just the regular person as well, because I, I, I want to make sure that we capture all the demographics out there. How can anybody start implementing this in their nutritional habits and actually get benefits from it? So if you're trying to, let's say, um, boost your ability to have a greater workout, I'm sure that this coffee offers all that the body needs to be able to, uh, to kick into high gear and get that uh, extra amazing kind of a workout that helps us with health. Um, and I know that as a holistic uh, health practitioner, I feel like it's my job to change the nutritional habits of my clients. You call them upgrade, and certainly that's exactly what it is, so that it can help them on their journey back to health and wellness. And Typically, I do that by meeting them exactly where they are and guiding them from there. And if that includes getting them to change, let's say, the, the kind of coffee or the kind of tea that they drink, um, 
then certainly that's what we have to do because we don't want what they are consuming at the moment to hinder them from getting the results that they are trying to get from their goals that they're trying to get to. Yeah. I mean, listen, people, people drink coffee every day. You never have to remind people to drink coffee. Right. And so Very their, compli- <laughs> their compliance is a hundred percent, usually 150%, right? You tell people to drink one a day, they might drink two or three. So their compliance is through the roof and you know, they feel good about it. Right. And I feel good about it because I know that they're getting this amazing, you know, tonification of their nervous system and that's going to help them get better faster. And, you know, any other supplements they might be taking are going to work better because now we're sending those nutrients exactly where the body needs them to heal and repair, you know, something like magnesium. If I give you magnesium and you're stressed out all the time, well, guess what? Magnesium is going to be used to metabolize carbohydrates and also to break down stress hormones because you need magnesium to do that. And it's also going to be tied up in regulating your blood pressure instead of doing the other things that it can do to heal and repair and regenerate your body. So, you know, it's not just about giving people products. It's about making sure that the hardware and the software work together, not independently of each other, right? If a computer was, if I handed you, uh, you know, some thin air and I said, hey, here's the software of a computer, I'd kind of be right. It's invisible, right? But I can't hand you blank hardware. I can't say here's a computer, but it's invisible. So there's, there's an invisible component that we'll never be able to, you know, really measure through. I mean, maybe we will. Maybe we already can, but nobody's released it, but how we think and what we think and the emotions that we relate. And then there's going to be the hardware component and the hardware always breaks down because the software is broken first. Absolutely. And it's so important that people have access to this information. So I'm so grateful to you for, for educating us today on the importance of this amazing mushroom, the reishi mushroom. So tell us, Dr. Patel, where can people find you in case they want to ask you any additional questions, certainly through the Living Proof Institute, of course. And, and if anybody hasn't seen that out there, like I said, they've probably been to outer space. Uh, <laughs> but if anybody wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Well, the best thing that I would say is to actually join our 30-day program. So it's a free 30-day program, and I share with you the 30 best tips that I can offer you to stay out of my office. And so ultimately, our goal, because we understand how big the problem is in terms of healthcare and self-care, is we want to keep you out of our practice. We're going to give you the 30 tools that you want to implement immediately. And that way you can start feeling better. You can start functioning better. So we teach you how to upgrade your environment. We teach you how to upgrade your mindset. We teach you how to upgrade your perspective. We teach you how to upgrade your diet, nutrition. In fact, I give you a free copy of my gluten-free and dairy-free book. So we give away our best resources uh, to people, you know, so they can start their journey. And then if they need us, we're always there to help. But we ask that they do those things first. The next thing that uh, that they can do is they can go to www.30in30.org, 30 in in30.org and you know join that program and start your best life and some of it might be stuff that you're already doing which is great it'll reinforce the things that you're doing and a lot of it's going to be new and innovative and please share you know tell everyone you know because you don't want to just be healthy and watch all your friends die and get sick you want to be healthy with them so you can celebrate life with them Absolutely. Friends and family, 100%. Thank you so much for that, Dr. Patel. I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us this week on the Fountain of True Eternal Health podcast. I'm very grateful to you for just expressing everything that you know about health and how much we have to connect our physical to our mental, uh, about the vagus nerve and all the other information that you are so kind to to share with us today. Uh, If you like this show, you might want to check out Dr. Patel, as he indicated, where you can find him, or you can head over to my website, Simone 
www.sandi.com. Uh, I'm happy to help you source this amazing mushroom that Dr. Patel has been talking about, and I'm sure that uh, he feels exactly the same. And you can connect with him to have access to this amazing beverage that he spoke of. Thank you so much again, Dr. Patel. Very, very uh, grateful for all the information that you have given us today. Thank you so much for joining me, and uh, thank you so much for joining our listeners. And we'll see you next week on the next podcast. Thank you, Simone. It's my pleasure. And thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And I would love to, uh, you know, see you in that 30 day program.